everybody, we're back again with another episode of Red, White and Brown by Daisy Star Live. We're missing Shreya today, so it's Michael and Mira here with you this Saturday, and we hope you've had a nice week. Michael, we are doing some really heavy reviews this week. What you got? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, we have a lineup for you today, and what we're going to first start off with is a movie called Liger. Now, this one was pretty big in the press. There was a lot of, you know, pretty good trailers that came out and obviously like news came that Mike Tyson was going to make a big feature in this. So, you know, I was definitely excited for this movie, you know, as a fan of fighting sports such as MMA and UFC. I was really, really, really excited to, you know, see a Bollywood film that does this kind of depiction. But boy, let me tell you, was I disappointed. So just to kind of give you a quick 30,000 on Liger, Liger is a Hindi and Telugu film uh, that tells the story of a man named Liger. And he's essentially this natural born fighter that, I mean, right off the bat, you can see he has this ability to just take on 20, 30 people all at once, almost superhuman like strength. Um, but he is a, he comes from a poor family, him and his uh, mother, I think they sell Lassie on the street. Um, and they just really try to make ends meet. Um, at the end of the day, but old, his mom takes him to a local MMA gym and is like, you need to take my son. We don't have any money, but you need to train him for free. The trainer's like, why would I ever do that? And the mom reveals that Liger's dad was actually a former MMA champion himself, but in the championship, he actually died from a fatal knockout. So this kind of embarked Liger's journey to become an MMA fighter. But first he had to go through, you know, being made fun of because he had a really, really bad stutter, like a excruciatingly bad stutter that you could you know it, it impaired like you just understanding a lot of things you try to say he was made fun of by people at the gym and ultimately he was like really their errand boy but we get to see kind of the story of him coming from nothing to traveling all the way to las vegas to compete as an M mma fighter so that's the thirty thousand. but m you and i both know that i did not like this movie and we're gonna get into that real quickly but first i think it would be great to play a song what are we listening Boy, to? Boy, I have to tell you, before I slide in a song, I have to tell you, I was so glad when you said, hey, I'm going to go watch it. Because by that time, I was literally seeing the first reviews coming in and I'm like, oh, I cannot withstand <laughs> being there. And I'm so glad Michael went instead because hey, she trapped me. She baited me. <laughs> she was like, oh, it has Mike Tyson. You should go watch when she already knew that this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson to you, but having said that, let me play a song from this movie. It's called Alfred. I know you enjoyed the song a lot. You did, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a song no. in which the hands are coming out of the walls. Right? Some, of the, some of the songs are good, but I'll talk real quick, you know, once we come up about what I thought about some of the music scenes. Michael, you were talking about the song. You know, the song is better heard instead of seen because a lot of the music scenes that were in this film just were very choppy very random um ultimately they didn't really fit in with the film but you know some of the songs that were in this were actually quite catchy um so i did enjoy those but let me rip this film apart real quick because boy i have some strong feelings on this so first off you know let's talk about the cast you know i was really excited you know to kind of see this cast in action but um mind my pronunciation but vijay devrakonda um and Ananya Pandey, I was looking forward to seeing like these two, you know, really do a good job on the film. But man, I don't know if it was the script or I don't know if it was the actors themselves, but something just did not execute. Um, I'm going to lean with the script, but let me just dive in a little bit. So first off, Liger has this very, very, very heavy stutter. 
And it's almost portrayed as if he has a mental disability and it's done in a way. And like I said, I don't know um, if, this, if this is Vijay's portrayal or if this was maybe the direction, but it is so strong that it takes away from a lot in this film. It was very hard to be able to watch this film, you know, with him doing the stutter the way he was doing and be able to just to concentrate on the plot. Like it was very, very, very cringeworthy. And at the same time, Nani Panday, um, which I didn't even really get to, she plays uh, Liger's love interest. She's essentially the sister of a local dojo or a local MMA gem, basically like the star fighter. He's her sister. And that local gem has big beef with the gem that Liger is training at. In fact, her brother even beats up a guy very badly who um, he thinks was going out with his sister. And so there's obviously a lot of drama between Liger and the sister and um, the sister's brother and whatnot. But she was playing this very, 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 very shallow, like social media consumed, um, you know, like female character. And on top of that, I don't think there was a single female character in this uh, movie other than Liger's mother that wasn't like a really shallow or two-dimensional character and so one thing off the bat for me I was actually kind of uncomfortable watching this because I was like there's really no depth to any of these characters at all like not only the male characters but all the female characters are kind of made out to seem that they're like bad or they're evil even the guy who owns the gem is saying to Liger I have one rule no women they're a distraction you need to focus and then the film even goes to the length to not make any of these characters three-dimensional or anything like that. They actually make them these, you know, two-dimensional characters that the gem owner is trying to make them out the scene. Uh, on top of that, the fight scenes are just very unrealistic. Like, I thought I was watching The Matrix. I mean, these things were, they, not only were the special effects very outdated, but I mean, I you would think Liger was John Wick. On top of that, like, all this fighting style isn't really MMA. I mean, I watched scenes where Liger was snapping a guy's spine over his knee and like swinging guys around like a lasso, like a cowboy. So not really MMA, not really, I mean, more so Kung Fu than anything. So I was a bit disappointed on that. And then lastly, like I can't end this review without talking about Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson really may have been the only like somewhat redeeming factor of it. But at the same time, the script of this was so bad that like, Having Mike Tyson, like a semi-Hollywood actor who's been in multiple, like a few films before, including the Hangover series, as well as you know other films, it really came off as like a really cheesy Bollywood quality film with American actors it, taking place in Las Vegas. It just did not land. And really at the end of it, like I'm just glad that it was over. I really want to see a film like this take off because I think there's a lot of potential in this genre, but this was not it. So Overall, given this, probably a two out of 10. The only redeeming factor maybe being Mike Tyson and some of the songs. Um, and there were a couple of jokes in there that I did laugh at. Other than that, we review these so you don't have to. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Michael, for that really honest review, by the way, guys. Uh, we do not recommend you watch Vijay Devarkanda's uh, Liger. Here to review a show for you, a show with its season two. The season one of the show is an award-winning, Emmy-winning show called Dairy Crime. And we're here to talk about the season two of that song. And Michael, I don't know if you watched season one, but that was based on the very famous Nirbhaya case where a girl was raped in a moving bus in New Delhi. 
And season two of the same um, story of the same series um, is a big job actually for the director and the writers because if the season one has been so successful to really move the move, move it a notch up and to be able to produce and show something that's better than season one is a job and a half. But I have to tell you that I thoroughly enjoyed season two, even though it was a little graphic. I thoroughly enjoyed season two. It's a gripping um, uh, season. And not only is it gripping, but it's carried on the shoulders of such fine actors like uh, Rasika Dugal, Shifali, uh, Shifali uh, Shah, and uh, Rajesh Teland, amongst others, that, uh, you know, uh, there's no question I couldn't find a single loop in the show that I wanted to point out in the whole. But let me tell you about what the season two was all about. Uh, of course, a very worthy successor to season one. Uh, this Vartika Chaturvedi, who's a, DC, a DCP with the Delhi Police, which is Deputy Commissioner of Police with the Delhi Police, is back with her team. And this time, they're hunting a underwear gang. And why they're hunting the underwear gang is because there are there's this group of people that's getting into people's homes, senior citizens' homes. They choose these homes really carefully. They know that the, there are senior citizens living alone with no youngsters in the house, and they have money. So a group of people is entering their homes very well oiled so that they, they there's a certain modus operandi, which is a signature of a gang that was active 20 years before these events start happening in Delhi. So the first, uh, the, when the cops see the modus operandi, they know who to go to because they have the signature moves of the gang. So that um, that means that they, they, they go to the, or, uh, the easiest target and the easiest target for the cops is uh, the denoted tribes, which is uh, not denoted, but denotified tribes. These are the tribal tribal people that live in and around Delhi that do menial work. Not only menial work, but they're not strong socially. So the cops start picking these people up randomly, putting them into prison, beating them up, uh, you know, illegally, uh, just to get somebody to uh, to to tell them who exactly it is who's doing all this. But the fun part of this entire thing is while they're making all the uh, all the uh, advancement and in their inter interrogation, they're actually clubbing all of them together as one group, even if like two of them might have committed a crime, they're clubbing them as one group and they're actually victimizes, victimizing them all. So that's, that's leading to a lot of hate towards them and you know people are people losing jobs, the people belonging to these, this caste are losing jobs and they're losing livelihood, the children are getting hurt all because the cops decided that it's somebody from this tribe that's doing it because his signature moves off the thieves and the killings. So um, this was actually an amazing commentary on the caste system in India and how deep it runs and how biased even uh, the educated people are when it comes to grouping people together. And she falters as well. Shifali um, Shah's character, DCP Vartika Chaturvedi, he falters as well in that entire process. So if you were here to watch something gripping that, you know, it's five episodes only, but once you get started, you just don't want to stop till it's done because it just hooked you on from the first scene. It's so well done. Daddy Crime season two is such a show. You know, I think one thing this show does really well, because, you know, I'm actually a fan of some of these crime and investigation type series. You know, there's plenty in the U.S. that I'm, a, I'm very familiar with, one of them being The Wire, right? You know, that's a show that 
um, is near and dear to my heart because I really enjoyed it um, and opened my eyes a lot too um, to the policing system here in the U.S. And I think for you know some of these series to really do a good job, they really need to bring emotion into the police task and not do it necessarily where it's like um, we see a lot of like very cliche investigation police shows where you know, you're in the precinct, you're in the office, right? And everything seems very objective. No one's having any emotion. They're like, I got to find this fact. I got to find this fact. But this is very, like, this is very gruesome content. This is, like, high, pro not only a high-profile cases, but cases that have shaken the entire country. So we're talking season one. I mean, you gave the context on that. That was a case that shook the entire country of India. Now we're on season two about this gang that is doing something you know, uh, just as gruesome itself, targeting senior citizens in their homes and brutally beating them. And so one thing that I think like the writing in this film does very good from the get-go is like they they make the choice to deliver the, like the, the cops in the show as sensitive humans, but they also do show all the faults within the policing system, such as what you were bringing up earlier, the brutal beatings illegally, the lump, lumping everyone together, and you know not doing it um in an effective way or in a humane way as well um, i think that choice of writing is what makes the show really unique and it does make you have to put yourself in the shoes of someone that is on this case as well and you know it's really kind of this like emotional war you have to go through as well because you're seeing all the inhumane things happen as well as um you know the sensitive emotions that come with that as well and you know what do you what do you think about that well i thought it was extremely well balanced in that way but but also there were things that season two did that season one did not do um season uh, season two also pries a little deeper into the officer's personal life and how they're balancing what they're doing at work with what's happening in the personal lives for example dcp vertica she has a daughter who studies in canada and then she, the daughter in Canada hasn't been going to school, so she gets a letter from the university saying, oh, your daughter is not turning up, and she doesn't know what's going on with her daughter while she's tackling these gruesome murders and trying to, trying to console the victim's children. So she's balancing that out, her personal life and her professional life, without letting, you know, this, these two get affected and be composed at the same time to be able to be working 24-7 to solve these cases. So I thought that was amazing. And she has an understanding husband who's, who's educated and also doesn't really kill her in the way it kills the other officer on, on the job. And she's an IPS officer, Indian police service officer as well, Niti, uh, played by Rasika Dugal. Rasika's problem is that she's trying to balance her marriage with a very bigoted person. So her husband is in the army. Being in the army, he should have understood the value that the uniform has, but he doesn't. He actually treats her job as if it's expendable. So they, she, her husband and his mother do not uh, prevent themselves from taking uh, using the perks that are provided to her, like her office car. Mother-in-law walks out in her office car and goes shopping. But when it comes to respecting her work hours, her work ethic, or supporting her work and the, and the pressure she is under to perform at her work, they don't. They actually get angry with her because she has to cancel her trip to yeah. for a holiday. She has to cancel her yeah. holidays because all these murders are happening. And she is at her wit's end trying to make, make them understand, how can I leave for a vacation when people are dying? 
I'm supposed to be here solving a case. I can't go on a vacation in the middle of a case. And, and they just don't and, understand yeah, that. And, and you, know, you know, like we, we attribute a lot of this too to some great writing, but I mean, let's talk about the great acting in this as well. Oh, I mean, brilliant. I thought Shikari, Shikari. Dugal, Rajiv Talang, like, I mean, the acting, the acting in this was stellar, like to also compliment this great uh, writing and everything that, you know, you've just been saying. But Michael, the scene stealer was the Leo Shome, who's in a negative character. Oh my God. She plays a psycho. She plays a psycho. She is so good. I don't know if you remember watching her in this movie called Sir, where she won okay. a lot of awards for her yeah. uh, for her craft, yeah. and she's an absolute scene stealer in this uh, show. And it's amazing to see so many good actors together, and they carry yeah. the story seamlessly, smoothly. Yeah, and in this industry, it is very hard to play an antagonist role like that without it becoming cheesy, right? Without it becoming cheesy or just like you know, too cartoonish or whatever, does it very well. And I mean, can I, you know, clap my hands enough for this TV series? I mean, they're, they put up with a hard task, not only beating season one, but also covering this content in a way that is effective, not only effective just to put on a good show, but effective to, you know, kind of have the audience feel for these cases put them in a position where they're seeing the case from a new set of eyes, not just from articles or newspapers, but from, from art. It's great. I, I really loved it and um, don't have much else to say. And Michael, we're here for Adura Such Criminal Justice, which is streaming guys on Hulu, Hotstar and Hulu. And we're going to talk about that series. And a beloved third season is back with our amazing favorite actor, Pankaj, uh, Pankaj Tripathi, as Madhav Mishra. So, uh, Michael, did you watch it? I did, I did. And, you know, with this being a third season, right now, I think there's only two episodes out. So we're here to cover those episodes that are out currently, and hopefully we'll leave you wanting to watch the rest of the season. So talking a little bit about the first episode, the first episode opens with the investigation of popular television child actor Zara Ahuja, who is reported missing by her parents. The 14-year-old's life and career is managed by her stepmom, Avantika, and her father, Naraj. Uh, sounds very similar to like a lot of these child actor stories, but when Zara's dead body is recovered by a fisherman the following day, all the eyewitnesses and clues lead to Avantika's son uh, with Naraj and Zara's 17-year-old stepbrother, Makul. So we're already just thrown into this crazy investigation, right? Family drama is happening here on this show. So evidence and eyewitness established that Mahuma Zara at the party where she was drugged and was also spotted arguing with Zara hours before her death. And as the police uncover circumstantial evidence, Mahuma is arrested for the murder of his sister. Wow. You know, when I was watching this, that I was, I was hit hard by this. Immediately I was hooked because like, this is some deep stuff. It's not just one of these, you know, we, we just covered um, a completely different series that was talking about like these absolute malice groups that would do the most gruesome crimes. But this one's coming from internally within a family, right? And it makes you have to question the motives. It makes you want to find out more. And what were you feeling in these kinds of scenes? 
Well, I've watched all three seasons. It's one of those series that I haven't stopped watching because, of course, the involvement of my favorite actor, Pankaj Tripathi. I absolutely love this actor. I love the deadpan manner in which he goes about stuff. So, so all the three seasons have been pretty well done. I remember Criminal Justice 1 happened in 2019 and was directed by Digmanshu Dolia and Vishal Furia, both. And it featured Vikrant Massey and Jackie Shroff and Pankaj Tripathi, of course, with Meet Vashish. And that storyline was a life of individuals um, uh, in the, you know, it, it was a, a cab driver who's, who's literally, you know, a kid going to college who was also driving, driving his, you know, a Uber on the, on the, on the side. And uh, he was falsely accused of murder. He, he's found, he, he's, he's drugged out and he finds himself next to a dead body. And that was actually pretty, pretty amazing. I remember the second season was uh, helmed by Rohan Sippy again. Rohan Sippy did this one as well, but that was also Rohan Sippy and Arjun Mukherjee. And um, in that story, a woman um, was a woman is having a tussle with her husband, and then one fine day she finds herself waking up next to him dead, and then she has to go to prison. And she has to go to prison while she's pregnant. And oh my God, that entire story was just another, you know, it was a commentary on the justice system, it was a commentary on a lot of things. So um, absolutely loved season two as well. And I had really high hopes from season three. And it started with a van with these two episodes because you just get hooked. You're like, what the hell is happening here? Here's a TV star who's doesn't like where she is because she's prohibited to do a lot of things because of her her stature as a TV famous TV star. Wherever she goes, she's got fans. She's she has sleep early because she's got to report to set really early. She can't go party. She can't be things. She can't be seen doing stuff in public that people don't expect her to do because she is a very traditional girl on television. So she has to live up that image. And for a 14 year old to live up that image is very, very crazy. And she's got a brother, a stepbrother. Now her mother, this is her mother's second marriage and Zara is the daughter from second marriage, but the first marriage um, divorced, uh, she, she was divorced earlier from uh, her, uh, uh, from the father of Mukul and Mukul also lives with him. But Mukul is, uh, is, is addicted, he's a drug addict. And on top of it, he's uh, he, he went to rehab, but he's back and he's still using. And he's got loser friends who really, you know, all they want to do is party. So they they figure out where, where the good stuff is. And he goes and does deals with cash on the good stuff and tries to peddle it at parties so that he can earn an extra buck. So the kid is, the 17-year-old kid, he's a minor too on top of it. And he's all over the place with his drugs. And between the two, uh, he's also very antagonistic of his little sister because uh, she has the fame and parents are really focused on her and her career. And they think he's a druggie, right? Even though, even though they're, uh, you know, they, they support him. Otherwise, even the stepfather supports him. But the day this happens, she, she disappears. They find footage of him dragging her into the car. And then she disappears and he, she's found in a, in a fishnet. In, in the river, uh, in the sea, because they're 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 actually next to the sea. They they've gone there for a, for a vacation, staycation, and and that's it. That's the end of the little girl. She's dead, and all evidence points out to this guy. And then they find drugs on him, so he's charged as a minor. And then the stepfather's 
you know, entire, entire the way the stepfather looks at the stepson changes. He refuses to pay for the stepson's and the family uh, drama. Lawyer. The family drama continues. No, the they don't well. show the family drama. They just don't show it because yeah. the step stepfather says, "No, I don't have the money." So the real yeah. father steps in with the mother, and they go to this lawyer who actually is a really good guy, and he's got so many clients who don't pay him, but he does a good job. Still does a good job. So. So the so the so the second uh, episode really ends with the mother landing at his door uh, at uh, at Mother Mishra's door and asking him for help and he's a diligent good lawyer so I can't wait to see what happens next week on on Friday when they drop two more episodes of the same show it's a ten episode series guys and they're gonna drop two episodes every Friday till you know next four weeks. Episode three comes out on September 2nd. We, I know that we're booking our calendars um, and we hope that you guys are too. And we hope you absolutely enjoyed our reviews. Please write back to us and tell us what you thought of these movies. We'd love to hear more. And you know, you can write to us at Live on our website or on our Instagram, Gram, or Twitter where the handle is Live. And we cannot wait to hear from you about what yep. you thought about it. Yeah, and I know I come in here with some pretty hot takes. So there's going to be some people out there that really liked Liger. So if that's the case, please let me know your thoughts. I will be happy, happy to argue that opinion as well. But nonetheless, had a lot of fun reviewing some great series um, as well. So really hoping you guys are enjoying this. Keep us updated. We'll be keeping you updated with all these series as more episodes come out, as more seasons come out. And with that... We are bidding you farewell. This is goodbye over here at Daisy's.live.